You're listening to Be Still and Grow, the GCC Ladies Podcast with Catherine, Heather, and Nicole, where we dive into deep theological topics and real life issues through the art of conversation. So take a seat at the table with us. One, two, Hello, hello, hello. 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 And welcome to the Be Still and Grow podcast. Thank you for listening and now watching us. You can see us. You can see the hand movements, all the things we're talking about. Uh, We are in the brand new, in the brand, I have two hands. Um, um, We're in the brand new studio podcast studio it looks amazing uh, we have some amazing people in the church uh mr greg reed and miss pat reed who modeled this whole place and so it's incredible also this table i think we talked about it but now you can see it this table was made by nicole jones Oh, that would be so cool. No. That would be so cool. <laughs> We're low key talking yes. about getting a soundboard. Oh. <laughs> that, someday, that, someday, that will happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to happen now. Um, but yes, so we're so excited to be here in the new studio. Um, we have a great podcast today. We have the one and only Malia Danford. Woo! Woo! Hey, hey. Yeah. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> And uh, I guess one and only. We have Phil Dipper. <laughs> <laughs> He's so happy. Now, um, now you can see our round of applause. Woo, yeah. <laughs> round of applause. Um, if y'all don't know, I know y'all know Malia. We've had Malia. This is our third time? Yeah. Third time. Is yes. it, girl? Yeah. We've had you on the Women's Retreat. And then we had you on the Really Real Relationships, which is still our number one mm-hmm. highest listened to podcast. Oh, yeah. Nobody can touch it. It's so high up there. So <laughs> yeah, she's like a pro. Right? Oh, yeah. Stop. Undefeated. Yeah. Right, up, right up there with Chelsea McDonald. <laughs> Just I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then this is our first time having uh, Phil on the podcast. And so uh, Phil and Malia, excuse me. Have both been uh, attending the church that we all attend, Gospel Community Church, for over ten years. So they are the OGs, original when it first started. Uh, Phil is also uh, the worship leader for our church. Um, Malia, where do we start? There's so many awesome things. How do we even? Like, I feel like we can spend the whole podcast just saying all the awesome things that she does. But, um, she <laughs> um, but yeah. She's fantastic. She, I mean, you were a community, y'all were community group leaders before. Uh, mm-hmm. You also help with the kids. Um, I just, I feel like I'm, I'm gonna be braggy, and I don't wanna be over it. I don't wanna over, outshine Phil, but I feel like it's something we could do, right? <laughs> 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 She's really the star of the show, Mister Worship I'm Leader. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're grateful to have you guys on the podcast, and so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, y'all excited? Yes. Pumped. Mostly. Um, <laughs> So, um, I have something to talk about. Just like the, what was it, the Pop-Tarts debacle. I have, I'm like, I've for some reason been on a Pringles kick where like I've like lurked up all these different facts on Pringles. It's been very fascinating. I've watched videos on it. It's a weird thing. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Are y'all big Pringles fan? No. They're like <gasps> yep. substitute potato crunch. <gasps> like they don't 
Like, what, why do they get foamy when you're chewing them? They, I just have questions. <laughs> they're all hype. Real wow. potato chips is what we're into. Yeah. I we have like never freaks. met someone who did not like Pringles, and now I'm in the room with two, and you're married. It's the <laughs> <laughs> with our powers <laughs> combined. <laughs> you really became one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that I don't like them. I just, I mean, if if I'm starving and there's nothing but Pringles, I'm going to eat the Pringles. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to be like, you know what? I just got a hankering for some Pringles. <laughs> You know, I think it, we, I we only buy them. <laughs> we only buy them on road trips, I think. It's like oh, we'll yeah. let ourselves buy a Pringle on road trips. Yeah, trip. it's one of those, um, like, road trip snacks. We're yeah. like, oh, we're going to splurge. Can get the yeah. name brand chips. Yeah. That <laughs> was Instead of Prongles. Munchos. <laughs> oh, Munchos. My mom. Yeah. The road trip snack was Munchos. Mm. Never have I ever. Yeah. Never Munchos? No, never. I've okay, so, like, you know the, the oddity of the Pringle? Mm-hmm. Times a hundred. Oh, mm. yeah. Munchos are like they're like shaped like a bowl or something, aren't they? Kinda, yeah. They're like really crispy, <laughs> very salty. <laughs> it's like the generic Pringle. Uh, but my kids actually call Pringles beach chips oh. because oh, we yeah. only get them at the beach. Yeah. Like we get the little packs and they can eat them at the beach, and otherwise they're just too expensive to get. Like yes. I'm not playing that game. Yeah, so. my kids could sit down and eat a two the whole of game them each. Yes. So. Oh yeah. I we don't ever get them. I can go crazy on them. <laughs> so I, I guess, well, since this lame side of the table doesn't like Pringles, <laughs> we'll say y'all's. IQ test. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it kind of dipped down over there. <laughs> um, what would you say y'all's go-to? I love pizza. That has always been my, my go-to. Oh, come on. Come I've never on. actually tried them because it just sounds not okay. They're not bad. <laughs> I'll say. When I saw the, the pizza Pringle can today, I was like, oh, Yeah. Those are good. I remember that from my childhood. I'm a basic, okay? In my <laughs> latter years, I'm realizing the simplicity of vanilla is delicious. Mm-hmm. Chocolate good vanilla. is delicious. Original potato chips. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> so, yeah. Fine. Well, she likes unsweet tea, so that says it all right there. Right. So. Really, this conversation is just for me and Catherine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't want to play some sweet tea. Yeah. Yeah, I really. love unsweet tea. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yet we still it's have her. But that's <laughs> <laughs> it's we we figured it would show God's grace if we just let her come on the podcast. And right. so that's that is all inclusive. So showing his, his goodness. It's mm-hmm. mighty kind of you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know. I don't want to brag. But yeah. So I yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan of Pringles. I could easily eat a whole whole thing of them. So it's coming, guys. Are you ready? Ready. Oh. Some Catherine's facts. Oh, I wow. messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we take them with a grain of salt. Perfect. <laughs> that was great. So I have some Pringles facts that I looked up that I thought was very interesting and also very interesting, weird, and kind of funny and stuff. So um, so the original name was very different. So does anybody know what Pringles was called beforehand? So it always had Pringles, but it had a longer name. No. 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 Be on IQ side right here. Um, <laughs> I remember the guy with the mustache. Is that still on? <laughs> Come on, guys. Everybody talks about it. It's around every water cooler. <laughs> um, so Pringles was uh, first marketed as New Fangland potato chips, but the name didn't stick. No one is certain where the name Pringles came from. There was like debate if it came from a street or one of the guys who founded one of the machines that um, made the Pringles. <laughs> so a Pringler. Right. Ooh. <laughs> it's like a waffler. Yeah. It's like a Batman villain. A Pringler machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was perfect. Um, the container is extremely important. So the cylinder cans also invented 
Uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but it's Frederick R. I expected it to be huh? Pringle. Mm, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. uh, were created specifically to hold the stackable chips in place um, and keep them fresh. The original design even had a silver pop top to keep them um, airtight, which may uh, uh, be where the slogan originated. Do y'all remember what the slogan was? Once you pop, the fun don't, don't stop. stop. Yeah, yeah. I had forgotten about oh, that. IQ just, just went right on up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you are forgiven. Us. Yes. <laughs> that's incredible. That's, 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 I did not expect anyone to know that, so that ruins the next one. Just no, shows our age. This one I thought was very interesting. Very interesting. So the guy that we just we just heard in the last one, the Frederick Barr, um, so the creator was buried in a Pringles can. So this is my dumb part that came <laughs> out to me. When I read this originally, I said, wow, maybe it was like a casket-sized Pringle can. Same. He was uh, <laughs> he was cremated. Oh, okay. So look, so my size. mind went to the same thing. I was like, <laughs> he had a giant Pringles can made. That is more <laughs> legit. Oh, wow. I was thinking like the Oscar Mayer weenie mobile. Oh, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that makes sense. But I was like, as soon as I read that, I was like, wow. That was a dumb moment, Captain. I'm glad you didn't read that on the air <laughs> first. <laughs> so. I don't think that's, that's where dumb. my brain went. Yeah. I was like, okay. So uh, when he passed away, he requested that his children would bury part of his uh, cremated remains in a Pringles can. His kids initially laughed at it, laughed it off. But when it came uh, time to head the funeral to the funeral home, excuse me, uh, they stopped at Walgreens to pick up a container to honor their father's uh, accomplishments. Uh, his son, Larry, said that my siblings and I br briefly debated what flavor to use, and they chose to, uh, but he said, but I said, look, we need to use the original. So they went with the original. They couldn't yes. even spring for, like, a custom-made can. I know, just, right? Like, what did, they, did they eat they it all before out. they that got to like the funeral home? Like, all greens. <laughs> well, they, we got to end it this thing somehow. To you, Dad. Is they stopped at Walgreens. Walgreens. Yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Listen, no shade, no shame. If y'all are ever listening, no offense. <laughs> but like a little planning. I mean, that seems a little last minute. Yeah, swinging yeah. on the way. Oh, snap. We forgot oh, the most important forgot. part of this. What we're going to bury you. Like, hang, number one. hang in there, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> number one on the Only wheel. the best for in pops. In the Pringles <laughs> container. Like, dadgummit, I missed it. Totally <laughs> 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 forgot. Um, and our last fact. So they're not technically potato chips. Did y'all know that? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're better than potato chips. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm a big potato fan. I will potato not like. <laughs> yeah, potato-ish. Um, because Pringles aren't actually made with real potatoes, uh, the recipe calls for a dehydrated processed potato. So the FDA ruled in 1975 that Pringles could uh, only be called chips if they provided a disclaimer identifying them as potato chips made from dry potatoes. Uh, Pringles scrapped that idea and renamed that potato uh, them potato crisps. But that didn't last long because um, in Britain, they also call pota uh, potato chips crisps there. So that was confusing. So they're like, we'll just say Pringles. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Make it easy. Let's yeah, I bet their cat's word. name was Pringles or something. Like, so I bet it's like something random. They're still made of potato. Like, what is the qualifier for a chip? Like, it has to be sliced potato. It's mostly has like corn in it, wheat in it, and different ingredients as oh, well. Oh, the Pringle does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like. Kind of hybrid <laughs> potato, y'all slice it up. <laughs> like that's like heavy GMO right there. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. No. And did you know the guy on the container has a name? Did y'all know that? I did not know that. Pringle Pete. <laughs> <laughs> the Pringler? I know, that'd be crazy. No, no. Uh it is Julius Pringle. 
which I love. That's like um, Julius so Pringle. <laughs> so fancy. Baron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but also a cool fact I did not know is that how many flavors do you think there are of Pringles? Remember, if you remember the pop top part, pop 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 the pop. It was it was less than twenty of those. So what would you say? I struggle, y'all. What would what would y'all? How many would y'all think there is? Eighteen. Well, as all of our guests on this podcast, shockingly low. Wait, wait. I didn't guess mine. I just repeated his. But I feel like I'm cheating because my. Brain remembers you saying it earlier, I think. Oh, I think I did tell you. Oh. Yeah, you told me over the weekend. Should I'm I say it? I don't want to steal your lessons. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 168. <gasps> Great try. I was wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was correct. Really? <laughs> 168 flavors. I'm like, that's crazy. Some of the ones I thought was crazy, some of the craziest ones, they have some that taste like Eggs Benedict. Gross. Mm-hmm. A, uh, mm-hmm. uh, crab. Hot Gross. dogs. I saw the hot dog ones in Kroger when I was pregnant with Lily, and it made me so sick, the thought of a hot dog Pringle, Mm. that I um, had to leave. You just left your car. Right there. I did. Well, I was just running in for something, and I was like, I'm not not recovering. (laughs) I got to go. What what qualifies the flavor of hot dog? Ketchup and mustard? I don't know. I was bologna meat. Processing. I don't really yeah. need to like find process out. water meat. is what came to my mind, uh, and I couldn't bounce yeah. back. That's from what it. they like fry them in hot dog water. You're like right, I'm soggy. <laughs> okay, this just turned no, 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 took yeah. a big turn to the worst. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, last question: If y'all could make a potato chip flavor, what would it be? French toast. Pot roast. Ooh, French Ooh. toast. Pot really? roast. Wait, wait, wait. Mississippi pot, pot roast? roast. Or mm-hmm. Well, is that mine? It's the one that <laughs> I made. The Danford pot <laughs> <laughs> Can it. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's already a hot wing. But like a, yeah, yeah. like a good, they don't capture the hot wing flavor good. No, like I good. want the medium heat. Extra saucy with lemon pepper sprinkle. Ooh. Am I showing my south side of Atlanta right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the Pringle that I want, but I want it to taste like that. Oh. From American Deli. Yes. <laughs> specifically. Now, we have a hater over here, but I <gasps> love American Deli. I love American Deli. We're, it's so good. We're, I'm like, we're take all my money. <laughs> when we get wings, mm-hmm. she has to go to her spot. I have to go to my spot, and then we have to meet back in the middle. <laughs> oh, what okay. is it about hot wings and fried rice that just, it's a combo that mm-hmm. is amazing. It, I feel like they do the wings very well. I th- I'm a big fan. I love big their fan. wings. Yeah, they're really it's good. because in the north, there's a thing called Chinese-American cuisine. Oh, in which Chinese restaurants make wings and fries or wings and fried rice. And it's, y'all, I feel so bad for the South. Y'all do <laughs> really? not have now good Chinese food. Know. Really? Oh, my gosh. You do not have good Chinese I guess food. ignorance is bliss. I kind of <laughs> agree. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. The Chinese <laughs> restaurants have been around that we've had recently have just been like, meh. I have been kind of, like, grossed out by, like, the idea of this new, it might not be new, new to me, restaurant, hibachi and wings. Oh, I know. That's, like, it. everywhere. I was like, that is disgusting. And I think they even had a drive-thru. And I'm like, drive-thru hibachi is not. (laughs) We can't go there. You just ruined it all. (laughs) (laughs) 
You got <laughs> Now, come on, Larry. We got to get an order out. <laughs> That's kind of what they do in American Belly. You see my truck? I learned it. It's like a conveyor belt drive-thru. And they're yeah. like, what's exactly. your truck? Yes. Sure. They fling it to the window. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, cash. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a new talent. If you talk like that, we're going. We got to get Dang it, Billy. You missed it. Fire and everything. Oh, my gosh. The volcano. Choo-choo. Help us. <laughs> so, well, Nicole, why are we here? Well, we're here to talk about parenting. Ooh. And we're really glad to have the Danfords with us to talk about this topic. Phil is an elder candidate at our church, and I have observed their parenting, and I am really excited to glean and to hear some of your trials, some of the struggles, and some of the hopes that you have in the future in raising your kids but also know that the wealth of knowledge that already exists inside of you is really going to bless our congregation and our listeners. So thank you for being here. Isn't she like a Grand wordsmith? Honest. I mean, it's just like, she can say some words. I mean, I'm here like, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Drive through Hibachi. <laughs> There's a fire. Yeah. And she was like, here's this beautiful novel. And I'm like, <laughs> um, so yes, we're, <laughs> we're so excited to have you guys. So, Let's start from the beginning. When you were a baby. <laughs> um, first off, how did y'all, y'all are married, as we say with the shells, y'all have the same last name, so they're married. So. It's not a coincidence. Uh, yes, it's so weird. weird. It's on purpose. Um, Never mind. <laughs> this is not Alabama. Oh. 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 Debbie, I love you. I know, I was like, okay. we're Alabama <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Go dogs. Um, so, <laughs> um, so where did y'all first meet? Because y'all were married. So, like, well, how did y'all first meet? All that. Did y'all, because I know some people are like, I hated them when I first met them. It was at, like, love at first sight or, uh-oh. I thought you meant people hated the Danfords the first oh, time. I, I was wrote like, many letters. Get him off the stage. He's been protesting. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. Like, Danfords, no. And just run around the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, how did it all start? Um, so... We, he was in a band, and we met through that, and um, he was playing in a band with someone I knew, actually, my ex-boyfriend. Ooh. Nothing scandalous. Oh, watch out. Nothing Uh-oh. scandalous, because I thought he was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of the worst. Um, so, um, met him was like two thumbs down mm-hmm. and then um the years went on and he was writing his own music and this was when myspace was a thing oh. and he had one song Not that i really liked <laughs> <laughs> he had one song that um i really liked but it was the only one on the list that wasn't downloadable mm. so i asked if he could make it downloadable and he was like sure thing and he didn't and so <laughs> some time passed, sure. and I asked him again, and then he still didn't. But gracious. I don't remember. Sometime after that, we just we started having more again. conversations. Yeah, we just had started having more conversations and getting to know each other. And maybe yeah. he was baiting you with that. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot it. Oh, you got to answer Oops. it. Oh, oh no! Why don't we go out one yeah. time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, get, cost. I could bring you the CD and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. I do have like cassettes. A Phil Danford <laughs> original EP with his Ooh. songs on. Mm-hmm. Well, the last now one. that you mention it, let's play it. Cue <laughs> <laughs> <Keep> it up. <laughs> it belongs on the shelf. <laughs> so 
yeah, that was it. It's pretty simple. Um, but yeah, he was the worst, and <laughs> <laughs> now he's the best. Now he's the best, now exactly. The best. <laughs> so look at him. Fifteen For those, short years mm, later, look at God. Yeah. How the tables have turned. Was it the same feeling for you, or you're just kind of like, who's this girl asking me for this song? I mean, it, well, it was, it was, hey, here's the song, and why don't we hang out sometime? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the we we went through, we knew each other for about a year, but when we started dating, it was very quick, mm. it was very quick. I, I knew that she was one I wanted to be with for a long time, and um, she was actually so I was actually away from the church, and she had never ever been to church. I was and, coming into the church. Yeah. And so she was asking me questions like, you know, what's up with this Bible thing? I'm like, uh, the Bible thing? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, and so, like, through her coming to Jesus, I actually started to come back to, to, to Jesus and back to the Bible. Um, and we kind of went into the church together after a long season of not being in the church. Good deal. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and y'all have two kids. You have Judah and Lily. Uh, if y'all happen to see our promo video, you get to see them trying some Pringles. Um, s- disclaimer, one of them is really hot. You'll hear that a lot. <laughs> <It's> hot? <laughs> How's it really taste? <laughs> They're not listening. The hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, disclaimer, we did not feed them paper. So I want that to make sure that we <laughs> there was <Allegedly>. no ink. <laughs> there was no ink and no paper we'd give to mm-hmm. any kids. So hopefully they knew that. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they have Judah and Lily. So how old is Judah and Lily now? They are eight and six. Mm. They are almost exactly 23 months apart. Fun fact, mm. Judah's due date was uh, 9-16, and Lily's due date was 8-13. And she was born on 8-16, and he was born on 9-13. Wow. wow. I, love a, I love a good yeah. number game. Yeah. 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 Two years <laughs> apart. <laughs> it was great fun. Heck yeah. Judah and Lily, fun fact. And then... Uh, the name Judah and Lily. How do y'all? How did y'all get that? Um, did you pick Judah or did I pick Judah? Um, yes. Once I found out I was pregnant, I the Lord just told me his name was Judah, and I was like, "Yep, that's it. His name is Judah." And I told Phil, "Hey, his name's going to be Judah," and he was like, "Okay, cool. I really like that. What do you think these other names?" I was like, "Those don't sound like." Judah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, uh, we. We did this thing where, since I felt like the Lord had told me that Judah was going to be his name, I was like, you, you know, he agreed. Um, I was like, what do you think his middle name should be? And so he carried on his middle name, Michael. Yeah, and my dad's middle name, too. Mm-hmm. And then with Lillian, um, he already had a name for her in his heart, and then I chose her middle name. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, Lily, so from my favorite Bible verse, consider the lilies of the field, how, how the Lord flows in us. Uh, even before we knew we were pregnant, I was like, if we ever have <laughs> a lily, I mean a girl, her name is Lily. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said it, and I was like, oh, absolutely. And Jaira is my favorite worship song, and every single time we get at that part, I'm like, he dresses a lily. If y'all have never met their kids, they come to Gospel Community Church, the church we all attend, so you can see them there. But I, I love Judah. Like he's the most politest little boy in the whole wide world, and so I love it too. Because he's always like surprised when you talk to him. That's my favorite thing. He's like, "Oh, you're talking oh, to me. <laughs> I've got the stage for him." And <laughs> yeah. like, I love it so much, and I love how open Lily is too. It's just like she's not afraid to say whatever. And mm. so they're so cute. they're just I love them. They're just so awesome. <laughs> they're just they're pretty the cool. Too. So, um, so 
like I said, we're talking about parenting. So how far, like so far, how how good are y'all feeling about parenting? <laughs> <laughs> one to ten. A scale of one to yeah. ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's, I'm, it, I'm for how's it. it working out? I'm for it. Um, I would like to put a disclaimer that we are no parenting savants. Mm. A really wise friend said to me earlier today, the only perfect parent is one that doesn't have kids. Mm. And that will live in my heart for forever. <laughs> yeah, I felt like a lot better parent before we had kids. I was like, I'm going to do everything oh, perfect. Of course, of course. Everyone says it's so hard. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Be better. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's like a weekly battle. Like sometimes I'm like, you know what? Maybe we got this thing figured out. And then the next week, like, I'll lose my temper or something like that. Or we'll, we'll just be, like, so clearly not patient. And, um, it's, it's just continual, continual grace. The Lord has to pull it, pour out on us. Because, like, every day I'm like, let's see how we messed up today. <laughs> and, and God reminds me that, that he's in control. Like, no, no amount of messing up we do is going to mess up our kids. Um, you know, when we look back and we're like, we shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have pushed this so hard. I wish we wouldn't have done it. Like the, the reminder that, that God is ultimately raising our kids, that he cares about them far more than I do, um, makes it easier. Because if it was on me, it would be very, very stress-ridden and um, not fun being, being a parent. Yeah. Uh, is there anything about parenting so far has kind of surprised you kind of going into it? You're like, what? That's coming. <laughs> I gotta keep them. Where's the return label on this? I think a handful of of things. So I, growing up, I just never thought that I would have kids or really get married. I had zero zero plan, zero vision for that. Um, and so I don't think I understood how much I would love them. And then applying that to it's just an inkling of how much the Lord loves us. It's just, I always quote an Edgar Allan Poe poem, even though the poem is not, it's like about a lady and then she dies. But um, <laughs> like, I love them with a love that is more than love. Like love just does not feel strong enough. And to think that that's just a, a drop of how the Lord loves us. Like that, I did not expect that understanding to happen um and then also how sanctifying being mm-hmm. a parent is mm-hmm. um and how you feel like you're walking on a razor's edge because of like there's always the clock in the back of your head ticking like you know this is the time that I have to influence them the most and um you know lay things into their foundation and it's always ticking in the back of your head and also you know, I am a sinful human, but I want them to be better than me. And I need to make sure they understand like how to keep themselves alive. And also I want them to understand scripture and that like, this is the way, this is the way. <laughs> Shout out to Amanda Lauren Pence. Um, you know, this is the, the path that we walk and the, you know, the, the cross is our guidepost for everything. And it's just, it gets a little overwhelming sometimes. It's like, all of the things, you know, spinning around in your head all the time. And, you know, you're also imperfect. And, um, you know, okay, how thick are my mom goggles? Do I need to, like, shave them down so I'm getting a realistic view of who my child is? And, um, yeah, it's a lot sometimes. But I don't know. It's messy and beautiful and sanctifying. And I don't know. I don't know what I expected, but I feel like it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Yeah, I think like marriage. So marriage was the first tier of like, oh man, I need Jesus. And then like parenting is like, I need Jesus, please, yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. Um, one of the th- so you're talking about things that, that surprised us. All the things that are hot button issues in my kids, I can. Well, Malia helps me see this, but she's like, hey, you know the thing that bothers me about him? That's the exact same thing you struggle with. Lord <laughs> Jesus. So I'm, like, I'm like, they just don't listen. And, and I'm like, hey, I don't listen either. Uh, like, there's, there's, the, there's certain characteristics and personality traits that, like, that I, I realize there's ones that I struggle with and then ones I don't like about myself, and I, I catch myself like, you have that too? Uh-oh. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I haven't figured it out yet. How am I supposed to help yeah. you with it? <laughs> so like it, it's just a like a me- like you said, like a messy cycle of of trying, you know, trying to run the race, failing, repenting, trusting in the Lord, and then seeing God move and smooth over stuff so beautifully. Like it'll be so like it'll be sometimes I'll be like, We really, really, we really messed up this time. And then, and Judy and Lily will be like, "Oh no, that was fine. You know, <laughs> you, you did okay." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. Oh, there. I needed to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah thank you. Yeah. yeah. There are some weeks where I feel like I am clinging, like hanging on to Jesus's leg with the storm around us, and I'm flapping in the wind like a flag, <laughs> and and He doesn't feel the storm, and He's in control of it, and yeah. there's a purpose, and there's beauty in it, and it's a really awesome reminder for me that these are not my kids. Like these are the Lord's kids and I am to steward them well and raise them up in the way that they should go. And, um, that's hard to remember sometimes. Um, especially, you know, I just love them so much. And then to be like, no, but they are mine. No, they're not mine. No, they are mine. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, until they're bad. And then I'm like, you better come get this. Yeah. It's been now where my oldest is about to be nine next week. It's mm. insane. Um, so Coming we're kind of, pre-teen. it's, Oh, mm. don't so say that scared. word. Don't even, so don't even, um, it's funny to kind of see her coming into like realizing things and just the little me that she is. Mm. And in some ways, yeah, you see your own sin and your kid. And oh in some gosh. ways it's terrifying and you feel like so much guilt of like, I, you got that straight from me mm-hmm. and that is my fault. But then in the last year or so, cause ours is she and I know she knows wh- which button of mine to press. Mm. And then I'm just like, I just sometimes spit it right back. And then I'm just like, then the next thing I know she and I are like arguing and I'm like, why am I arguing with an eight year old? You make me so mad. And then I'm like, oh, I'm so angry, but to be able to full on relate to her, because she's like, I can't control it. I'm like, sister, I know. Mm-hmm. Like, we both, we need to stop right now and just pray because this is where we need the Lord to come in and take over. And so, getting to kind of walk out my sin with my child is yeah. like, it's kind of precious in a way that we're kind of doing this together. And it's ter- like, I hate, you know, that she sees my worst, you know, but then it's like, she can see that adulting is hard. Like you're never going to really outgrow all your sins. And like, it's, 
was there anything it's not like always easy just because we are in charge doesn't mean we like, understand hey, or have the answers or anything like that we want to instill so in our children like going forward is there were there's some, in some way any of those kind of conversations or just kind of like hey we we figured that out along the way oh lord no so <laughs> thankfully we were already part of a really wonderful church gospel community church their church we all attend <laughs> <laughs> so um they as you guys know they have premarital counseling and so um, some of our dear friends, the birds, we got to walk that out with them and they got to see us really grow up and open up a lot of conversations that I never thought to have. And so, so some of those things came up in conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Pre- and I think I had thought about, about fatherhood maybe this much before we got married. And then in premarital counseling, we talk about, I'm like, oh, I got to actually consider being a father. <laughs> like, Whoa. Um, and I think it was also like our, the marriage coaching we did. Oh yeah. Yeah. With so Kirk we did, we did marriage coaching with, with Kirk and Chach and part of it is setting, setting up, um, family values. So there's a million things that we could have as values. Like we could be, you know, generosity or service is one of our values or, or something like that. But we want to narrow it down to what the Danfords are about. Um, and that, that kind of, that exercise kind of gave us a, a, a good, platform to be like this is what the Danfords are about and we actually say that we say that to the kids often like the Danfords are honest the Danfords are joyful um so that so that like they know that like it's part of the the Danford DNA that like it's we want to be all things you know we want to be good we want to be kind we want to be whatever but like this is what we're we're about um and I, I I think like us being able to set up um goals to they can tether to back to like hey we don't do that because as you know the Danfords are honest we've said it a hundred times you know even when we're dishonest the Danfords strive to be honest mm-hmm. um yeah I think it's a it's a an easy way to kind of box in goals that we want to have or values that we want them to carry so the you know the values that y'all still in them the, how do you how do y'all combat the world so I feel like you know the world especially nowadays are really preaching and teaching at kids one way all these different things you have to be this way and all these you got to believe these things and so with those values instilled in them like how do you combat the world like how do you uh, preach to them the word when the world is saying no do it this way um i mean the world you know sometimes they'll sneak a shot in on you (laughs) um (laughs) because i mean the enemy is after our kids hearts fervently um so our kids go to a private Christian Christian school here in Fayetteville, and they're really wonderful. Every area of their life is really just soaked in the gospel, which we're thankful for. But they're not perfect. They're sinners, and the world is after their hearts. So, um, I mean, we try to instill values, and we try to uh, create an environment where they can ask lots of questions. Now they don't, and that leads all the time and that leads to different conversations that are beautiful for getting to apply the gospel and um, you know helping us evaluate where our family's at and making sure that we're striving to be like Jesus and move towards the cross every day but um, we try to have an environment where they can ask questions it's not taboo to ask questions Um, you know even with curse words that they hear you know when they say what's this word? And you're like, 
<laughs> um, and they're, you know, you're not in trouble because you don't know if you don't ask. Like, you're not going to learn if you don't ask questions. So we try to make sure that we're creating a love for learning and that it's okay to learn because you don't know the right way if you also don't know the wrong way. So I would say that's one of the things. Um, one thing, one thing that I didn't expect is how much of, and I'm, I'm sure y'all experienced this too, how much of children's programming is just designed to make them unhappy. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like all it is is like, you'll never be happy unless you get this bigger squirt gun. Like, yours is okay, <laughs> but look more, how happy this more, kid is. More. And like, they, they, it's like, I mean, it's, I guess it's like commercials for us, for grownups, but just for kids. Like, it's, and everything that they see is like, it makes them think, no, I'm not happy unless I have this, or I, I can't be satisfied unless you give me this, you know? And, and like, some of these, these YouTube kids that, like, yeah. every day they're just getting, like, showered with presents, and, like, mommy and daddy just spend all day just trying to make them happy and, like, worshiping their little kids. And I'm like, oh, this is just designed to make you sad. <laughs> like, it's designed oh, to make yeah. you sad and make you cling to anything else but Jesus. Um, and trying to find your satisfaction in toys and, 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 you know, good times and all that kind of stuff. So that's what, like, constantly, and, and, and why we strike out, out so many different YouTube videos or TV shows, just because, like, um, it's hard enough to not want everything the world has when you're a kid. But if, if there's, like, a whole industry that's, like, trying its hardest to, to catch your kid's heart and his, and his parents' dollars, um, that's the constant message is, no, we find our satisfaction here. We don't need that to be satisfied. We don't need that to, to uh, feel complete and feel good. We, we find that in the cross. We find that in Jesus. Um, but, yeah, it's a, the, the, when you're trying to protect children, you just start to see how many threats there are. Like the world is out to get them. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. The world is coming for your children. Yeah. And, like, you know, specifically talking about YouTube or other kids' apps, I don't have children, so I try not to be like, hey, parents, this is how you should parent, because <laughs> that's, I feel like, inappropriate. No judgment. You're a perfect um, parent. Right <laughs> I was just thinking that's the way we were. My <laughs> track model is perfection. Um, but I will say, I was in Maryland a couple of years ago, and um, I think more things have come out about it now, especially recently. But my nephew was watching YouTube Kids on the TV. His dad was in the living room or kitchen doing whatever. And, you know, kids, he's old enough to be by himself, so that's totally fair and fine. And I just happened to walk in there because we're visiting from out of town, so I wanted to spend some time with him. And I'm like, what are you watching? He's like, oh, I'm watching PJ Masks. And I'm watching the TV. And I'm watching these characters climb a tree, walk over a branch, draw a rope, and jump off the tree and hang themselves. Yeah, I've heard and of I'm these. like, hold what? up, mm-hmm. what are you watching? He's like, oh, it's just PJ Masks. And he's like multitasking, coloring, and doing all their stuff too. So he's not even paying attention. But it floored me, the content that's available for kids to just have access to. Like, they're not looking for it. But pornography is after them. Violence is after them. Any kind of sin like that is coming for them. And it is only girding them with the gospel that protects them and not being a parent and not trying to be an alarmist or be like, yeah. I fear for your children or anything like that. No, no thank you but, um, for fearing for our children because it's so true. It's so true that it's sad that the world is so broken that there's individuals creating this content and then 
trying to get it to our children. Yeah. Because I've heard of other instances like that where there's things hidden in like seemingly innocent videos and policing it gets exhausting. Oh yeah. Sometimes there's yeah. It's you can't it's sit like there. It's like a tidal mm -hmm. wave. There's you can't really stand against it. Mm -hmm. Um and toys too. Like they've they've gotten some toys from other family members where we like look at them like what what is this toy all about and they are way too grown up or or have yeah or yeah. like have even hidden parts. things in them and it's <laughs> yeah. like what in the w it, yeah. it's it's just outrageous yeah. and it um oh go ahead no no yeah well what I was just gonna say is like the the policing is exhausting but like we we have regular talks about hey if you're watching this it makes you feel this way or if it's you know if it, this is a red flag if you feel like it's something funny like please come talk to mom and daddy and like. Mm -hmm. Trying to say that regularly, that like you, if you feel any sort of way about it, if the Holy Spirit's moving at all, that this is inappropriate, like please come talk to us about it so we can, you know. Yeah, and that's you know hoping that we've instilled, um, you know, an idea of right or wrong that a six and eight year old can grasp. And Judah's going to be nine this year, and so we're starting to see the the different thought process between him and Lily, who she still seems like a little kid. And he is just starting to think and question things differently and um, just seeing different ways that the world is just after his heart. And yeah. so we've, you know, even recently just felt like, okay, it's time to reevaluate. Because I feel like being a parent is also repeating yourself one floppity zillion times. It's a real <laughs> unit of measurement. And reevaluating like the seasons yeah. are sometimes long and the seasons are sometimes short and you're evaluating reevaluating every season just to keep a pulse on your family and another thing we do is talking about what's real because we want to focus on what is honest and real and true and so like you know these the videos they've seen of kids like trying out new toys and it's just you know leads to this discontentment mm -hmm. um, and feeds on like a short attention span. It's like, hey, this isn't real. And you know, that's a big idea for them to try and grasp at their age, but to at least start that language, like this yeah. isn't real. We want to focus on things that are real, setting real expectations for life. Yeah, yeah. Livy came home from school one day and she just started crying. It's like, mommy, I just did not have a good day. And there was a couple of things that went on. I mean, she, it was just like, bam, 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 all day long, just from death. You know, somebody's grandparent died and it was just like super sad for her. And, um, but she said that at lunch, the kids were teasing and saying, um, yes, they still do the, um, what Phil and Malia sitting in the tree. Oh like they still oh sing gosh. that song. Really? They were singing that song at lunch. And so they're I was like, kicking it old okay. And I was like, hold <laughs> on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. And then, but then she was like, but I just got really uncomfortable because then they said that two girls were and da, 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 da. And, I was, and she was just like, it was just really uncomfortable. And so like having that opportunity to talk to her to say that we are different and some people like that is conviction. And that is you knowing that that's not right. And that's why you felt uncomfortable. And like, you're going to feel like the odd man out. You're going to be different from them scripture says that we are set apart we are called to be different from the world and so being the weird one or being the cast out one it's kind of like a privilege you know yeah. i mean look at it 
Yes. yes. <laughs> My people. Yes. Um, I mean, just kind of setting that expectation for them of like, just because all your friends at school are doing it, chances are it's probably terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think just, you know, teaching them that we are set apart. We are different. We are striving for something that the world is just not. Yeah. How do y'all, how do y'all fight the difference, be- you know, between sheltering them and letting them be, ex- uh, or letting them be exposed to the world? Like, how do you, where do you find that happy medium? Excellent question, Catherine. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Melia. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So hard. <laughs> no, oh, this is going to be good. I always <laughs> seem confident, Danford. <laughs> Um. Someone else go first. <laughs> I got to mull it over. I mean, it, so like I was saying earlier, we we try to shelter them. Um, and like if I'm looking back, like they are so much more innocent than I was at their age. Holy cow! Like just kind of their environment. Like their environment is is here. Like mm-hmm. Their environment is you know, y'all's kids, the the people in our church's kids. Like that's that's their peers. So like, you know, praise God that that there's there's families with similar values and similar mindsets. They want to raise them in the gospel. Um, But if we're, if we're attempting to to bubble them in, we're going to be failing constantly. If we're we're attempting to to let the world not come in at all. um, For me, my goal is that they would have a worldview. They would have a framework built on the gospel and knowing that the world is sinful, that sin is real. Um, and that you're going to experience kids saying things and doing things that are sinful. Um, and we know uh, that, that we don't act that way or we don't have to believe in that because we know the truth. We know the truth of the, the cross. I guess the hope at least, I mean, because without that, we're, we're lost. <laughs> I, and I mean, it's that fine line of wanting to protect them, um, you know, because... Yeah, th- to some degree, we are supposed to. Like, we're mm-hmm. supposed to protect them and teach them to desire what is holy. Um, but also, I have to fight this. I was raised to be a little rough and tough and hold my own and be, you know, it was always like, you got to be ready for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want them to be ready for the world, but not the way the world expects them to be. Mm. Um so I want them to be ready for the world in the same weird way that we're ready for the world. Um, to fight things with prayer and to run to the Lord and to be surrounded by brothers and sisters in Christ who are going to um, hold them uh, accountable and call them out on sin and help stomp them out when they're on fire. and. Um, those are the things I want them to be ready for in, in the world while also protecting them because in protecting them to some degree, um, that's where I'm going to be able to, or we're going to be able to do a lot of work in yeah. strengthening their foundation. Well, and like them being in the world the, the, to the degree that they are, like that is excellent training ground for them to to walk out how to be a a christian in the world i mean they're like you said they're in a christian school so but like still some mean kids kids are mean oh yeah he's dealt with Um, you know judas dealt with bullying lily deals with you know 
the, the like mean girls or yeah. and and so like we how do we pray for our enemies like how do we yeah. like jesus loves them it's hard it's hard because you're mad at them or you're hurt by them but um how can we pray that the lord will change his heart like that that kind of stuff is you know as i'm telling my son i'm like yeah phil how can i change it <laughs> can i pray <laughs> i do the exact same thing as a grown-up i'll be like psalm 22 jesus says, stomp that boy <laughs> <laughs> I context. do feel like, yeah. Context. <laughs> Read the yeah. whole chapter. <laughs> context is everything. <laughs> I do feel like one thing, I don't know if it's just my friend group or hope maybe what our generation is doing a little bit differently is really engaging and talking to our children on their level really well um, or just at all. You know, yeah. like mm. 50 years ago, it was just like children go and play and like, yeah. you know, you're seen but not heard kind of situation, but really getting on that. Well, how, you know, like, so that upset you at school today. And like, you know, so somebody was mean to you. Do you ever want to be the one who causes a kid to go home and say, mom, that girl was so mean to me today. You know, like, how can yeah. you just love them through that? And I was talking to a kid not too long ago who, um, we were just talking about bullies and bullies are bullies because they have a tough life. Like something's mm -hmm. going on and it's not just people are naturally mean. Yes, but it's, just love them, love them back. And so being able to talk to them through all of that stuff, I think is incredibly important. And really, I'm convicted right now of wanting to teach my kids to memorize more scripture so that they have those to call, you know, call to mind for the rest of their lives so that when they do go off to college, <laughs> then it's weird. You know, <laughs> we're halfway there, y'all. We won't talk about it. Why but. would you say something so mean to me? <laughs> I know. Yeah, some, somebody told me, you know, Jesus about to do double digits. I'm like, double what? He's about <laughs> 10 years old. I literally thought about it since he said nine. I was like, oh, wow, it's close to 10. That's yeah. double digits. <laughs> <laughs> That's where your mind it's goes. It's a big number. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I, we had other, another friend whose oldest graduated last year and went off to college. And it was like, okay, like you got to be confident in what you've done these last 18 years. And that, I'm like, hey, Heather, clock, you're halfway there. The <laughs> yeah. Right? It's it ticking. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then that, that's like that perspective just rushes in sometimes like praise God because like a lot of times I'll be like oh, I'll have plenty of time to do this have plenty of time mm -hmm. to teach this or like you know if they want to play something I'm like I can't I'm busy right now but then sometimes Malia will remind me hey they might they might not want to do this with you forever yeah you know and they have to remember this might be one of the last times you ask me to do this or right. like this um, yeah being present and, and in I the moment I think it's great I mean I see a lot nowadays it's like my parents were a lot older, so they were from a different generation. But, like, that was not a thing. Like, to see parents how they do now of, like, being involved in their kids' lives, like, playing with them, talking with them, like, that is all brand new to me. I've never seen that before. So, it, to me, it's been encouraging and very beautiful to see that, that, um, like, you're, you're, you're friends with your kids, but in a good way because some people take that to the extreme. Right, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, it's nice to see that, like, uh, in a healthy way walked out. And so, I think y'all – do a great job at that so um yeah so george and i had dinner with y'all which malia is a fantastic cook for all of you who don't know <gasps> thank you <laughs> I was saying. malia is a fantastic <laughs> cook what did i make um, i don't even remember barbecue chicken oh yeah and yeah. campfire potatoes oh yeah it was Bernie the hookup taters. <laughs> Bernie taters. <laughs> but i remember kind oh, of having ribs. yeah oh that's right ribs. my bad i knew it was barbecue mm -hmm. it was bad. something <laughs> but um we had kind of gotten on a conversation about like sheltering your kids and like at what point 
is that too much or not enough and like just some parenting things because George and I would love to have a family and we're praying that the Lord blesses us with children whether it be naturally or through adoption or whatever but I will say in second what you just said I have not ever been a part of a community of young families and young parents who parent the way you guys parent and it's not like just Phil and Malia do this or anything by those means but I remember being changed by that conversation. So when this topic came up, I was like, I know who has some wisdom here. <laughs> and it's not that you've lived it and done it perfectly, but that you're willing to submit to the Lord in that. And that blessed George and I so much. But in that, like seeing people put the gospel first mm. and talk about, I want my kids to know more scripture and I want my kids to be able to go to school and know that there's sin and how do we love them? And it's just like, so encouraging I think for the body and the believers to know like that exists because I've been in churches where that was not a thing yeah. like we just parent the old school way like kids go outside and play or you know get them in the church building that's enough like not preaching the gospel to the kids yeah. and I don't know it just does my heart so good to know like at least here at our church like the kids are hearing the gospel they know who Jesus is they can tell you who Jesus is I was floored the first time I ever did kids in community group and I was like I'm gonna ask <clears throat> this question about what did you learn at Sunday school and everyone's gonna be like oh I don't know we ate potato chips whatever <laughs> no <laughs> these kids were like well we talked about this and God does this and this is how we can share it at school and I was just like I feel like I should be in gospel kids. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Y'all knew all the answers. Now what do I do? Um, but in that vein, obviously you guys have young children. And everybody who's a parent has had a first child. And y'all didn't know what to do when they came out. Yeah. Like you've never been a parent before. So as Judah gets older and as Lily gets o older, what do you do when you're faced with new situations that you've never experienced? Like, your kids are about to be nine. Your kid's about to be 10. Eventually, they'll be teenagers. They're going off to college. All of these things. Like, how do you prepare your heart for that? And how do you stay committed to the gospel in those phases of life? Because you don't know. So, I mean, even now, we run into things where, like, hey, I've been winging it. Have you been winging it? <laughs> cool. I'm in over my head. I'm kind of panicking right now with whatever has arose. And mm. I cry out to the Lord, and then I sprint. And when I say sprint, I run to my friends who have gone before me and have older kids. And I'm like, what do I do? Like, you have had the blessing of going before us, and I need to glean off of your wisdom because I don't know. I am unqualified. I lied on my resume. <laughs> I don't. What do I, what do I do now? And I just, I, there's just really wonderful, wonderful mothers. I mean, obviously, GCC is slap full of them. Wonderful mothers who are going to tell me the gospel and are going to remind me of truth so that I can then remind myself who I am. Remember yourself. Pat mm. it's mm. just we I need I need like a bumper sticker yeah. <laughs> remember yourself um so that I can remember who I am glean from their experiences and their wisdom and then apply it to our home because I don't know I don't know um just when I try to envision it it is such it's such a weird thing because I'm like oh my gosh they're gonna get older 
oh my gosh, I don't know about that. And then um, I just don't know. And my only lifeline that I have to make their only lifeline is the gospel and to run to Jesus. Remember that, I mean, even now I need the gospel all the time, every day. Um, I find myself clinging to the Lord, crying out to him in situations. And um, I have to teach them to do the same thing because if not, they're just going to turn to the world. I concur. <laughs> um, but no, like you, you're talking about like seeing, seeing the community and, and how, how they parent. Like that is legit just because we've seen other parents go before us. And then we'll be like, that's how you do it? Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm picking up on all those things. Like, well, for no. the day when the Lord is like, you can be a parent. I'm like. Booyah. I got a whole notebook ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Well, We've been cheating off everyone else's tests. Like, that's, the, off ours. like <laughs> that's the secret of being in community is like, oh, I see where you failed and I see where you did good. <laughs> yeah. Let's pick the good stuff. Um, but like you're talking about us not knowing what to do. That's especially now that they're at this age. I felt like it was a little bit easier when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Like, like you can't you can't surprise me with your questions. Now they surprise me with the questions. Right. I'm like, okay, I need a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their world is getting bigger. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think like what I've had to learn is like I have to be honest. I can't pretend like I know everything because they're smart enough now where they'll know we're full of it. You know, like we can't pretend like we know everything. We can't pretend like we do it right all the time. Like we have to be vulnerable and honest with them because they would know if we weren't anyways. And they ask follow up questions and you're like, Dang <laughs> <laughs> my bluff didn't go that deep. <laughs> like, if that, then this, right? Yeah. Like, oh, good look brief. Um, <laughs> yeah. um the logic of a nine year old. Oh yeah. man. strong. Yes, it is. It's, yeah. yeah. It's I've been smart. trying a lot lately to put myself in her shoes more. Yeah. Like, you know, when they're a toddler, it's kind of like, yep, you got to learn. You cannot have all the snacks. Yep, you got to learn. You, you're you going to fall down, whatever. But, like, putting yourself in. Because Livy especially, she's my mini. And then Brett's going to have to figure out Eddie. <laughs> Bless it. But Livy and I are the same. So, like, thinking about how, like, shy I was as a kid and, like, I literally got tears in my eyes the other day because she walked up to the counter at Zaxby's and asked for a ranch. Like, it almost made me cry. I'm like, she did this. I know. We're working on that. We're working on that. She's not 100% my mini, I guess. But putting ourselves in their shoes of like, can I really remember when I was nine? Like, as, you know, remove all the adult logic that you can apply to these situations and then just think, okay, like, that's devastating. Our our work stress, you know, is their school stress, and it's mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at percentages, of stress, <laughs> yeah, it's the same. You know, the the stress the stressometer. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes, and also I find myself trying not to. Because Lily is my personality type, and um, I find myself trying not to project my shortcomings that mm-hmm. I had as a kid when I see them arise in her to not project onto her, like, you know, stop lone wolfing, like go wolf, wolf. <laughs> wolfing. There's an L in there guys. <laughs> wolfing, like go play with kids, like go play. Like, uh, like she is content to be in her own world. And in my brain, I'm like, that equates to like, she's going to have a hard time like making friends and building relationships. And I got friends now. Look at me go. But just all those things that I've, the struggles that I had trying to not project onto her and overcompensate for those. 
um, because God has made her exactly how she's supposed to be. And God made me exactly how I was supposed to be. And so I need to teach her how to um, own those things that make her beautiful and make her special that are unique to her. Um, but it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's golly, probably a ton more we could talk about easily about parenting. Yeah, but I'm like, so sorry. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing. No. Part two. Yeah. Um, no, talk great things about uh, parenting. Um, well, what's kind of one thing you want to l- leave our uh, listeners and now our viewers, which is hey. crazy, which is great because I've been mistakenly saying viewers constantly. So now I'm saying it on <laughs> this purpose. This is really why we did yeah, the video. So Catherine, stop. What's kind of like an encouragement or slash advice that you would leave people? who are struggling with parenting or um, are wanting to parent, all those different things. Like, what is something that you would want to leave them? There <laughs> is <laughs> abundant grace. Mm-hmm. There is abundant grace, and um, God is at work even in our failures. Um, I have to repent to my kids so much more than I'd like to <laughs> have to repent and be like, Daddy needs the cross because Daddy made a big mistake and I yelled. <laughs> you know, like, I've, th- there's so much grace in that, and you can't quantify what the Holy Spirit is doing. Like, like if I tell him to go left or right, like I can't predict what's going to happen. All I can do is be faithful and trust that God cares far more about them than I do, and He's working far more than I can see. Um, and the end result is going to be. Um, his choice for his glory and so i'm all we can do is just be faithful and just continue to lean on him i don't think i have anything to add to that ditto yeah (laughs) god is for you um his grace and mercy is new for you every day as a parent and for your child every day um foundation is important and um yeah i think that's it um, as we say with every podcast, we hope that this has been a help to anyone and uh, it could be an encouragement who is, you know, not parenting, is parenting, struggles, having the greatest time of their lives, killing it, <laughs> whatever. We hope that it's a help to anyone. And so if you have any questions or you're like, I want to be the damn bird. Uh, we do have an email address you can ask that about. <laughs> be still and grow podcast at gmail.com. Yes. So you can email there. Um, and yeah. Let us know your thoughts and if you have any questions questions or you know need help we can get you some great resources for that so um with that thank y'all for listening uh we love y'all as always mr phil will you pray us out i would love to dear heavenly father thank you that thank you for the cross god thank you for what you earned for us on the cross god for all these struggling parents who feel the weight of the world on their shoulders and uh, they believe the lie that um, their kids' salvation is is up to them and up to them right, making the right choices. God, would you would you please uh, comfort us all in, in knowing that you are in control and that you are good, uh, and that the plans that you have for us are for our welfare. Um, God, may we as a people, as anyone who listens to this podcast, may they may they put their hope and their trust in you, because uh, it's a worthy place to put our hope and trust. We love you, Lord. We thank you in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening. Please email us at bestillandgrowpodcast at gmail.com with your questions, comments, ideas, and prayer requests. For more content from Gospel Community Church, check out the Training Day podcast hosted by George Jones. This is Catherine, Heather, and Nicole. Join us next time. We'll save you a seat. Till then, be still and grow. grow.